0: Word. make it clear ministries has sponsored this make it clear broadcast
2: are you looking for truth from god's word that you can understand and apply to your life you'll find it today on make it clear with dr stan Ponds, bible teacher and president of florida bible college in beautiful orlando listen now as stan makes it clear
3: Today, as you hear this message, you might be looking at life and all the things that you read in the newspaper and perhaps even experiencing, and you're wondering, what in the world is going on in the world today? And some of you might have been bombarded with some issues that you're struggling with, and it's causing you to begin thinking, there has got to be something bigger going on than just what's going on in my life in our country, in our world today. And maybe there's this flicker of an idea that there must be someone else that's pulling the strings, that's orchestrating all of this, and then it gets to be one big confusion to you. And if that's the case, then you know why I started the series then called Five Truths That Everyone Needs to Embrace. But I wanted to be very careful because I wanted to answer those questions of those truths that you might be having in your mind. And I tried to lay it out in a way to build a case to this very message that I'm praying would be a great blessing to you as you might now have settled your eternal destiny. The first message was on the Bible, God's mind on paper and scripture and how that we can depend upon scripture as being inerrant and sufficient. We went through the Bible scientifically, historically, prophetically. We went through the whole aspect of Scripture on why we could trust it as being the superior writing, so unique more than any other book that has ever been written, truly God's mind on paper. Well, once now that we could begin to believe that this is real truth, Scripture, now we could understand who God is. Apart from Scripture, then we'll just be making up what God would be. Maybe hearing what great philosophers will say, who God is. But when you go back and you trust the reliability of Scripture, then you can have an accurate understanding of who God is. And we learned about God being our creator. But more than that, we put up other belief systems and other great religious leaders throughout time up against God and shown how that the true God of the Bible is the true God. And the others might be great men, but in reality they are not God and could never be God. But more than that, God chose then to come to this earth to begin a redemption plan in the person, in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. So then we studied who Jesus Christ is and how he happens to be the Savior and our personal Savior when we place our faith alone in Christ. So again, we took Jesus Christ and we put other great leaders up against Christ and we had shown how that Christ is who he claimed to be, the very God. He is all God, yet all man, but God and Christ are one. And then last week, we all talk about the Holy Ghost, or now the Holy Spirit, but that the Holy Spirit isn't third in importance to the Trinity, but that the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God. The Holy Spirit is God. So now you have the divine Trinity, all being God, all separate in essence, and yet at the same time, all one is in essence with God. Well, so now we understand that the Bible is reliable in who God, who Christ, and who the Holy Spirit is. But that still didn't answer that other question. All right, we know who he is, but now how can I have eternal life? Or how can I live after death? Or how can I connect? in a real, authentic, personal relationship with the Lord. And so the concluding message is probably the most important because you can have accurate academic theology on the others, but if we don't understand how we properly connect to him, then we really won't have an eternal value to us later on. And so we titled this message, Salvation. And we meant it so that you would understand it's by faith alone in Jesus Christ. So maybe you're listening to me right now and you already know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. It would be good for you, though, to listen to this message, to hear ways that you might be able to understand it in a clear way, a more clear way, maybe even to share it with others. And if you're one who's listening to this message by way of radio or a CD, I want you to know that I love you very much. And I love you to know truth more than anything. But more than that, the person who is having you listen to this loves you and wanted you to have the most accurate understanding of how that you can have eternal life. Because they want you to have a relationship with Christ and know that you're going to heaven. But apart from all of us, humanly speaking, no one loves you more than the Lord himself. And in his divine sovereignty, and we learned a lot about his divine sovereignty... He chose this opportunity for you to hear this message right now because he knows your life more than you'll ever know your life. You began in the mind of God before you were ever in your mother's womb. You have purpose, but for you to discover that, it begins with you knowing Jesus Christ is your Savior. And so he's bringing this truth to you so you can vitally connect to him in a very special way. So let me begin by telling you how important you are even to God. And I'd like to do it by an anecdote in my own life. Carol and I, when we were first married, we began our marriage in a very tiny, small, old apartment. In fact, we only paid $90 a month and that included all utilities in this tiny apartment. And while we were in that particular apartment, it had such a small bathroom in there that you can shower, you can shave and do everything else you wanted without ever having to move, just stand almost in one place. That's how small this was. Well, I remember one Sunday morning as I was nearing the front door, as you husbands sometimes do to kind of help your wife move along. Hey, we need to go. We need to go. I heard a terrible scream in the bathroom, and of course I went running in to investigate what was going on. I saw Kara looking at the sink, and she was so horrified, and she was now trembling, and she said, I dropped one of my contact lenses, and it went down the drain. And I thought, oh, I'm so, oh, this is terrible. But it also gave me an opportunity to, as the new husband, to show to her super Stan. So I thought what I might be able to do is help find that particular contact. So I took the sink off. I took the plumbing apart. I got all that was necessary to pour all that dirty, juicy, gunky hair into a bucket. And then I began to search very carefully through all that junk in that bucket. And after a bit of time, I found it, that eureka moment where there it was, her contact lenses. And Carol was excited because she said, you know, I need my contact to see, but we don't have money to replace it. And so we were excited. So the first thing we did was, of course, thank the Lord for helping us find it. And then we went through the process of cleaning it up. And then she put it in and she had usefulness again. And off to church we went. Well, why did we go through all of that? Well, obviously, I loved Carol, but that contact lens was valuable. It was valuable to her. It was valuable to us because we couldn't replace it at the time. And so there was a great need there. Some of you can identify with what I'm saying now. Some of you have lost something and you remember how disappointed you were until you found it and the heartache of something like that. And I'm sure that really bothered you. Well, God is similar to us. Now, He hasn't lost us like, oh my goodness, where is Stan in this world? Or where is you? He knows where we are. But we are separated from Him. We need to be rescued. We need to be cleaned up. We need to be put together for usefulness. And we do have purpose in our life. And that's why I like the card. It says God is like a Hallmark card. God only gives His very best. And I like that because His very best was Jesus Christ. And here's why. It's because... You might say, we, like that contact lens, now we have value to God. Now, some of you might be questioning that because you look at ourselves and we're a bunch of sinners. And if we're really honest and humble enough, we'll admit that we have done some things wrong, said some things that we shouldn't have said. Our heart is convicting us of some guilt that we have. And yet, how could we have value to God? Well, here's how we can have value to God. And that's because we have been made in the image of God. Plants are not made in the image of God as beautiful as they are. Animals are not made in the image of God as wonderful as they are in God's creation and everything else he made. None of that was made in the image of God. But he chose mankind, that would be you and me, to be made in his image. And even that light connection there says we have value because out of all of his creation we are most like God. Look at the verse here. It says this, follow along if you will, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And obviously, the bold is my emphasis, but I wanted to emphasize the fact that we are created in the image of God. So what happened? How could we, mankind, go from the penthouse then down to the outhouse? What actually happened that brought that about? Well, most of you probably know that nursery rhyme called Humpty Dumpty. Whatever happened to Humpty Dumpty? Anyone? What happened? He had a great fall, didn't he? How many of you remember that? Would you say it with me, that little nursery rhyme? Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Well, do you know that there is a true Humpty Dumpty story in the Bible? At the very beginning, God made man like Humpty Dumpty up on the wall. We were all put together. We had direct access to God. We did not sin. That would be Adam and Eve before they fell. But they chose to disobey God and eat the forbidden fruit. And they fell and all of mankind has fallen with them. And so through the act of their sin and transgression, we now have the nature of sin and we now perform that kind of sin. And it's pretty horrible. And those of you that are listening to me right now, you might not want to hear that because knowing that we're a sinner causes us to have guilt or we begin to rationalize the things that we do that we're not as bad as people say that we are. Well, I know that might not be the case with some of you, but in the eyes of God, we have all sinned. And there's always a consequence. Everything we do has a consequence. And there are three significant consequences when Adam and Eve have fallen that is now fallen upon us because of the sin that we have as well. Let me give you the first devastating consequence, and that is for all have sinned. And that verse says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's pretty important for us to know. If we believe the Bible is God's mind on paper, and we do, and God chose for us to know that we are sinners and that we have broken the moral law of God, then we are sinners, every single one of us. Now, some of you might have gone rock climbing before or have heard stories about people who have climbed up this mountain. And as a rock climber would get near the top, let's say for just a moment that as he's up there, he accidentally, where he stepped, dislodged a small pebble. But obviously, because of gravity, that pebble now is spilling down the mountain. And as it does, it's accumulating more power and speed and accumulating more rocks until there's a huge avalanche that sweeps all the way from the top of the mountain nearly to the bottom of it. Well, that pebble of sin was begun by Adam and Eve eons ago, we might say. And when that pebble now has fallen, it has gathered up all humanity and we are all underneath the avalanche of Adam and Eve's first sin. We are suffering that today. Now, again, some of you might look at humanity and say, I'm not so bad as someone else, and I'm not as like this other person. You're right. Some of you might have been reading even this week that in another one of the, the states in the mainland, there was a man who basically in his depravity and sin decided to go to his girlfriend's place of work And took a gun and invited her into another room with that gun and sat with her in a locked room for over 90 minutes screaming and yelling at each other. And then he had her call, her family on the telephone to say goodbye and then shot and killed her. And then he died in a hail of bullets from the police that came in. Well, I'm very sure that you aren't there. But that family, while we're preaching this message today, is still trying to figure out what in the world happened. They're living as a result of the avalanche of that sin of Adam and Eve today. And so all have sinned. Another way to look at it is all of us could go down to Waikiki Beach. We could line up along the shoreline, every one of us, in one big long line staring out over the Pacific Ocean. And we could all on the count of three say one, two, three, and then jump into the water and begin to swim out into the water. Some of you will swim very far. Some of you won't swim quite as far. But I will tell you this, no matter how great of a swimmer you are, you will never reach the land at the other end of the Pacific Ocean. Well, it's the same way. Some are good sinners, some are bad sinners, but none of us will ever reach the mark of God's perfection in order to go to heaven. So it's not how good or bad we are. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, there's another consequence of it as well. And before I do that, I want you to see what David had to say. He said, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. So we're sinners right from the get-go. Well, here's the second consequence of sin, and that's what we call the depravity of man, The depravity of mankind. Now, that's a word you don't hear very often, the depravity of mankind. I like what Mark Twain said. Mark Twain said, he summed up man's condition this way, Man is a little lower than the angels, and he keeps getting lower ever since. And that's true. We keep getting lower. We look at mankind today, there's more man in humanity to man. I think technology has only helped us find more dastardly ways to destroy physically mankind and more of one whack than ever before. And again, it comes from a man's mind that's filled with sin, the depravity. Now, some of you might like to know a little bit more about depravity. What does that mean, and how does the extent of depravity affect us? Now, listen carefully. It's very simple. But it's going to show you that you are a depraved person, as I am too. First of all, depravity says this, that it will affect sin and all of its consequences will affect every part of our being. Our thinking is depraved. Our, because our thinking is depraved, our speaking will be depraved. Our actions will be depraved. Our body is depraved. We are all suffering the effects of fallen man, even creation needs to be recreated again because of what mankind has done to destroy our environment. And so again, sin has created all of this. That's part of the depravity of man. But there's also something else about the depravity. It also means this is very important. Because we have sinned, all of us, and we are so depraved, none of us can do anything to eliminate our depravity. We are so depraved, we cannot do any good deeds to stop the depraved nature that we have. That's why in Scripture that we've already studied, saying that Scripture is God's mind on paper, it says we are dead in trespasses and sin. Now that's a very critical verse in Ephesians chapter 2 because it's saying that we are dead in that sin. Which means that we are so dead we can't do anything to not sin or to be better, to be perfect with God. We are dead in that sin. That's why, listen carefully, no good deed we do, no good choice we make will ever help us eliminate our depravity. We are that sinful. So again, we're depraved. So it starts out by saying all of us are sin, sinful. All of us are depraved. We're all dead in our sin. And so what's the ultimate consequence of us all sinning and also depraved? Well, we talk about the grim reaper now, and that really means death. And the result of the fall is death. Some of you probably know that Pastor Dennis and I often are called to do funerals on the island from a couple of different funeral homes. It is our ministry here in One of the reasons we do that is because when we get a phone call from these funeral homes, it's because this family is facing the the death of their loved one. They have no one from any faith system to be there. And now they're saying at the very end, and this man or woman's life is over, and they're saying, we need someone of some religious system that can help us. And so we've asked the funeral homes to call us so we can be on the cutting edge of someone at the point in their life, not the dead one now, but the people who are alive because funerals are no longer about the deceased. They're about the ones that are living that are there. And so we have to remind them that death happens suddenly. And when a person dies, he completely dies. And there's nothing you can do after death. And so in some measure, we want to bring comfort to the family and yet redirect them to the Savior. So it's our way as pastors and shepherds representing the Lord and you and me in this ministry to reach out to hurting people right in our island. But as we do that, it's quite interesting. As we talk to the people before the service and after the service and after we do the internment, they will say something like, well, he passed away, or she's no longer with us. I can tell you out of the dozens and dozens and dozens of funerals that I have conducted, I've never had someone say, well, that's Bob, he's dead, They never say, he's dead. They don't like to talk about death. They want to talk about passed on, etc. And some of them will go into some existential thing of trying to bring them some comfort. But deep within them, their heart is still beating with uncertainty about what happens after death. I'm 58 years old now. I have less life in front of me than I have behind me. And many of you can attest to that in your own world. And so because we tend to have a little bit more going wrong with us, we start realizing the brevity of life, don't we? And we start realizing that our death is coming up. So we're careful to plan our wills and to get things in order because something could happen and some sooner than later. We all face death. Well, some of you, how does this face with our salvation and how how do we get to heaven? Remember, the first consequence is we're all sinners, so we're all in the boat. Secondly, we're all depraved, which means we can't do anything to stop that depravity. And now there's a horrible result of it, and that's going to be death. So maybe it'd be good for you to understand what is death. I'm going to make it as simple as possible. Death means nothing more than separation. That's all it means It's separation. Death is separation. But there are three kinds of death that might help you to understand the significance of the grim reaper and death. Number one is this. It's called spiritual death. And that means separation from God. Spiritual death means separation from God. So let's go back. Very easy to follow. Just like David said, he was conceived in sin. We're dead in sin. So we are already separated from God now. And so that means we're separated. If we don't do what God tells us to do to receive the antidote to that death, we will spend eternity separated from him in death. So the first death is being spiritually dead, separated from from God. You could be alive, you could laugh, you could jump, you could surf, you could play, you could dance, you could have all the health that you want, but you are still a walking spiritually dead man or woman, boy or girl. All right, here's the second death, and that's called physical death. And that's when we're separated from life. And that goes back to the funerals. And maybe I could ask this question to bring it up close and personal. How many of you in the last year attended at least one funeral or memorial service personally? Would you raise your hand? Look at the many hands that are around here. And as we should live, there'll be more that we'll be going to. And so we talk about physical death, and that's when we separate from life. Physically, I'm alive right now. But there'll come a time that physically my heart will stop... And I will be dead. Now, Carol says his heart stopped, but the beat goes on, you know. And so we might keep going, but in reality, physically, we're separated from life. Now, may I say this in all love to you, and I really do love you. We all will experience the first death. We're experiencing for that for some of us right now. We're spiritually separated from God. We will experience physical separation from life. But we don't have to experience the third type of death, and that's the eternal death separated from God forever in a real place called hell with no second chances. That's called eternal death. Now, as long as we remain in a spiritual state of death from God and we die physically in that state, then we will then have the result of eternal death separation from God forever. We don't have to do that. Well, let's just for a moment... Think about putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. Here's Humpty Dumpty. He had a great fall and all the king's men and all the king's horses couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. I realize that. But do you know that God loves you and he loves you so much because you're in his mind? And he loves what you could do now to bring glory back to him, but he's got to put you back together again. Maybe another illustration would help you. There's a wonderful new technology today and it's called Direct TV. And generally direct TV is where that there is a satellite dish and you can get television channels by the, the, by the dozens and maybe more. I'm not too familiar with it. But I know that if you've got the right TV and the right receiver that that shows up into the satellite and you're connected appropriately without, with the right codes, you can connect to those particular stations that are out there. And there are many of them up there. Well, let me use this illustration to connect back to this. Adam and Eve, when they were first created, they too had direct direct access to God. They could talk to God. God talked to them. When they were sinless, they were in a direct relationship with Almighty God. They had direct access. But when they fell, that signal with God was scrambled when they fell. Now, it doesn't mean they could never know anything about God. We might say it a different way for us. Some of you have cable in your home, maybe not a satellite dish. And through your cable, you have what is known as basic cable. Basic cable means that when you turn it on, you get basic channels on this. But there are a lot of other channels that are scrambled. I have my channels that I like. I like sports. I certainly like the news. I like to learn some things and some of the uh, so-called religious channels. Carol likes those as well, but she also likes HGTV. Maybe some of you are nodding your head, you know that as well. But there are other channels that we don't get because we have a scrambler there. Well, not that I would want to have a scramble to have a D-scrambled, But in our relationship to God, we are basic cable ready. We're cable ready. In our access to God before we trusted Christ, there is general revelation of the Lord. We can look out at his beautiful creation and say, hmm, something or someone had to create that we could go into the bible and start reading about god and have some understanding but not a full understanding of who god is that's called general revelation so we're cable ready but we're still scrambled in our ultimate connectivity to god and so who is the descrambler in our life that descrambler is none other than the lord jesus christ which now tells me that i am not so depraved that I could never be saved. I'm not so depraved that I could never, ever have a relationship with God. I can. So let's talk about how do we have a do-over? How do we start again? Well, because of the fall, it caused two critical needs in our life. You might want to listen to this. That fall of Adam and Eve and all the problems that we have boils down to two critical needs that we have, and here they are. Critical need number one is this. Our need is to have our relationship restored to the Lord and in reality even that's not a good way we could say to have a relationship period with the Lord we need that we need to have fellowship with the Lord it's not that he needs to have fellowship with us it's we need the Lord desperately it's not just that we need fire insurance from hell it's not just so we have a little bit more power to live in this life but it's so we can enjoy the intimacy with the only true God and that's what we need but here's the second part which in a sense, will never have the first need met until we have the second one understood.
2: You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida.
1: Pastors, get in on early registration now for our 2017 Pastors Appreciation Lunch, October 26th at the Rosen Plaza on I-Drive. Featuring Dr. Philip DeCourcy, host of the national ministry program, Know the Truth, that you can hear here on The Word. Plus our ministry expo, wonderful lunch, and special surprises all free. So pastors, get in on early registration now. Go to thewordorlando.com, the all-new Pastors Appreciation Lunch and Expo, October 26th, thanks to our partner, Good Life 45. Presented by 94.9 FM and AM 950, The Word. Go online now to thewordorlando.com.
2: The Christian life is often presented as a way to get things from God, either through undoable conditions or by thinking of God as the great vending machine in the sky. But He has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Many have promised, but He has already delivered. To learn more about this, listen to the broadcast of Living God Ministries on this station, WTLN, Monday through Friday from 7 to 7.30 p.m. Or listen through our free radio archive at livinggodministries.net. This is Dr. Dan Yachter, D.C. of Nutrimost. I'm here with Orlando basketball legend Nick Anderson, my patient and an amazing success story. What made you try our weight loss program?
1: I want guys that were my heroes growing up in the league, and a few of them passed away because of their health and their weight, and I want to be around for my children.
2: How are your results? I'm I
1: lost 29 pounds. I think I'm, I'm looking pretty good.
2: We customized the program just for you. What did you think about that? Program that I was on, fit my body, fit my
1: knee. And look in the mirror now, and look at the change I've made. I'm so amazed at my results now. Get
2: back to your playing weight with our amazing program. We even guarantee at least 20 pounds of weight loss. Schedule your appointment today by dialing 407-915-3884 or sign up online at LoseWeightCentralFlorida.com. That's LoseWeightCentralFlorida.com or call 407-915-3884. That's LoseWeightCentralFlorida.com or call 407-915-3884
1: now. The heat is on, but you've been putting off updating your AC. Well, the wait is over. Cool off now with another great amazing radio deal, only at amazingradiodeals.com. Yep, summer in Florida is going to be hot, but this deal is even hotter. central air at half price. Just go to amazingradiodeals.com for all the details on half price cooling from the area's best AC companies. Real half price deals. No catch? No kidding. But don't wait. These complete AC home packages with installation will go fast. Just go to amazingradiodeals.com and make sure you tell a friend. Price Cooling. Available only at AmazingRadioDeals.com. 94.9 FM and AM
0: 950.
1: Central Florida's WTLN Orlando.
0: The Word, where faith comes by hearing